Hello there and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent book club for chapter 7 of the book. Um, uh, this is episode 15 if anyone's counting um, and chapter 7 is on strategy and part 1 is called Prayerful Planning. Apologies for my croaky voice, it's just very early in the morning right now. Um, prayerful Planning, so strategy, uh, the chapter is really for me about uh, how we connect prayer with our strategic thinking about ourselves, uh, our lives, our jobs, our projects, uh, our ministries, whatever word you want to use. And <laughs> some of you are just going, I don't, I don't know that I have a strategy for anything like that. Uh, I'm just kind of wandering along and praying and hoping for the best. Uh, if that's you, I relate to that deeply. Um, others of you are loving this thought because you are full of goals and strategies and uh, the idea of connecting prayer to those is frankly bread and butter to you and uh, I love that. I, however, want to talk to... Well, I want to talk to all of us, really, but I want to talk to you about, this morning, about three questions which, for me, help me to keep my prayer my life, uh, the things I'm doing and the things I'm praying for in focus. Let me explain that a bit more. Um, when I was young, one of my favourite books uh, was Swallows and Amazons. Who remembers Swallows and Amazons? Uh, by Arthur Ransom. And I loved it. And uh, <laughs> I loved it for all sorts of reasons. But there's one particular thing that used to completely fascinate me. If you've never come across the story before, Basically, in an age when risk assessments were not what they are now, uh, a bunch of kids kind of had boats and they used to sail to this island and they set up this kind of camp on this island and they used to have a lot of fun sailing around the lake in their boats. Uh, and uh, when they came to the island, there was a kind of place where they used to dock, when they came to the island, uh, they had to, if it was dark, what they did well actually either way they had to keep in line two particular things so I think it was dark at the moment where this was described and there was a lantern hanging in a tree and there was a lantern on the dockside if I remember rightly do not shoot me down if you've read this book more recently than I have uh, and in order to land the boat properly they had to keep one light above the other as they were kind of sailing towards the shore um and I, being a blind child and having no real understanding of uh, distance perception and uh, what's the word? Oh, it's too early in the morning. You know, um, ratio, that whole aspect ratio, that kind of thing, that idea of things looking like they're in line, even if they're actually physically not in a line. But if you put them in a line, then you end up in the right place. Somebody somewhere is going to tell me exactly what I'm talking about eventually. But you get it, don't you? It's this idea that if you line certain things up in your perspective, then you're able to uh, uh, hit a straight course. And that really fascinated me because I didn't understand it. Well, I did understand it, but I couldn't imagine it, if that makes sense. And it, it's really stayed with me throughout my life. And there are times when, as I said earlier, I'm a little more prone to the the not very strategic way of living. I'm a bit more prone to the kind of, do you know what, I'll just see what happens and take it as it comes. And uh, there are times when God says, Lyndall, I need you to, 
I need you to get strategic. I need you to get what you're praying about, what you're doing, what you're putting your energies into. They need to line up. And you know what? This is about prayer. Some people would say that, well, this isn't, isn't this just about vocation? Isn't this about calling? Isn't this about time management? Yes, it's about all of those things. But it's about prayer because I think God probably takes our prayer times an awful lot more seriously than we do. That's one of my convictions in life, that what we spend our time praying about, what we choose to talk with him about, what we choose to ask him for, to intercede for, uh, going on the last chapter, what we choose to invest prayer in uh, shapes hugely what he then outworks in our lives and the lives around us. So I don't think we take that as seriously as he does, if that makes sense. I'm forever praying about all sorts of things in my prayer time. And then I'm terribly surprised when God holds me to it later in the day. Oh, dear, oh yeah, I prayed about that, didn't I? You know, when you pray, you set direction in your heart. It's a rudder setting process prayer. So a few questions for you. If you're like me and you're at the slightly less strategic end of the spectrum this morning. Um, and these really help me. Question number one, what is your passion in life? Uh, one of the exercises I sometimes do with groups when I'm teaching prayer is I will say, if you only had one prayer that you were allowed to pray for the rest of your life, so you have one prayer that is going to change something for somebody, for a group of people or for a situation or whatever, um, uh, what would that prayer be? Now, Going back to heart prayers briefly, which we were talking about the other day, uh, in fact, even yesterday, um, going back to heart prayers, um, it, it's not, I, I always say to people, you're not allowed to choose thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's a very important prayer, but that's not what this question is about. This question is about what God has given you a passion for. If you could only impact one thing, one person, one group, one situation, one social issue for the rest of your life, what would you choose for that to be? If your life could only count for one thing, one specific thing, not the general thing of bringing glory to God, which I hope all of us want our lives to count for, uh, one specific thing, what would it be? It's a bit like the what would you have written on your epitaph? There's, uh, on your What epitaph would you have written on your gravestone? There are loads of ways of thinking this, but do you get the gist? What is it that you're here on earth for? Now, I know people that are desperately uh, are struggling with the answer to that question. And if that's you, then I'm praying that some kind of clarity comes in this for you because actually I think we need to know that about ourselves and I think we need to know it in the place of prayer because it's what we need to come back to most regularly. What am I here for? What one change do I want God to make through me? Now as it happens I think God makes a whole lot more than one change through each of us but if it could only be one thing God what would I want my life to count for? That's a thing to spend some time on in prayer and you might like to ask part b of the question which is what most often derails me from focusing on that what most often draws me off from that passion is it something to do with fear is it something to do with the needs of other people is it some what is it is what is it that most often causes me 
to lose sight of what I'm passionate about. Second question, what renovations are going on in my life at the moment? Um, By renovations, I mean, what is God doing? And I love the word renovation because it's got the idea of renewing from the Latin renovare. It's got the idea of being renewed. What is God doing in you at the moment? Do you know (laughs) how often I ask that question and people say I have no idea? Do you know how often I ask myself that question and I have to say I have no idea? We should know what God is doing in us, okay? God is always doing something. There is always a work of renovation. Yes, there's the general work of sanctification and uh, and renewing us, but what specifically is God at work on in you at the moment? If you want a way of finding that out, when you turn to prayer, what is the thing that most often kind of, rises to the surface of the soup of your emotions and thoughts what's the thing that you can't seem to escape at the moment what's the what's the thing that's nagging you what's the thing that you can't seem to get away from what's the thing you've read every single bible verse seems to point to that is where god is working what god is doing might be more difficult to know but at least knowing where is god at work in me which room of the house as it were is god renovating at the moment um this is really important because what we need to pray about is what god is doing it's okay to pray about all sorts of areas where god isn't working but do you know what if you pray into an area where god is working there's a deep fruitfulness in that and making time in your prayer times to not just to say god this is what i want to do, this is what i'm passionate about this is where i'm headed but god what are you passionate about for me at the moment what's the thing that you're doing in me because I want to hear that and I want to give that time so um, you could also add a part b to that question as well what renovations is God doing what uh, is it that makes me afraid or anxious to ask that question what is it that I secretly don't want God to be renovating in me that's a very interesting question Uh, third question what are my responsibilities? Now then, this is the thing you see. We have passions in life. We should have. There are things we should want to do. There are things we're longing for. There are things that we, we, we're called to and there's stuff that God is doing. But we all have. Well, if you've reached adulthood, the likelihood is you have responsibilities of some kind, right? There are people that look to you uh, there are jobs that need doing. There, There's a whole bunch of stuff that we can spend, you know, hours in prayer about the things we're passionate about. But basically, at some point, the washing up does need doing. At some point, the kids need do need driving to school. At some point, at, you know, there are things that need to happen in our lives. And I think one of the least strategic uh, states of living uh, is actually not knowing exactly what those responsibilities are. Mostly, well, okay, for me, the tendency is to think that lots and lots of things are my responsibility when they're not. Uh, other people would tend the other way to to not really, you know, to thinking, actually, I don't have responsibility for very much and kind of hiding from stuff that you're responsible for. Whichever side of that uh, that kind of tendency you find yourself, it helps all of us to really clearly identify what am I responsible for at the moment? Remember, um, 
being in a prayer leaders conference for the Salvation Army about 10 years ago. And uh, a very wise chap called Richard Munn, who some of you may know, uh, was teaching about circles of influence and circles of responsibility. And it was a very important time for me of thinking, okay, uh, not who do I think I'm responsible for, but who has God actually given me? What has God actually asked me to have responsibility for, to, to look out for, and by extension, of course, to pray for in my life? And I think if you got a bit of paper and you got serious about making drawing circles and putting in that circle, one might be your family, one might be uh, your work the team of people you work with, actually get really specific about what are you responsible for at the moment in terms of tasks and what are you responsible, who are you responsible for in terms of people. Uh, By responsible for people, I mean that in the loosest sense. Who has God put in your care at the moment? Because that should shape how we pray, shouldn't it? I, it's fine to pray for things and people I'm not responsible for, but I really need to know who and what I'm responsible for in order to pray for them well. Because when I pray for them, when I invest prayer in them, God takes that seriously and things start to happen. Um, The part B of that question uh, might be, is there anything or anyone that is pulling you to be responsible for it or them? Uh, that you're not responsible for? Is there a pull on you to be responsible for something or someone that actually you know God is saying you're not responsible for that or for them? Those are my questions. Oh, I tell you, that is a brain workout for a Monday morning. Um, I hope they are useful to you as you think strategically about what you're praying for at the moment. Have a lovely Monday.